0: Slay the Stars is a fifth edition actual play and is the brainchild of three friends with one goal, to share an epic story with people who want to listen. Content warning, Uh, we do curse a bit, so if you're a child or that's not your thing, this might not be for you. We play by the rules, but we are not afraid to stretch them a bit for the sake of fun. And bad calls happen, and when they do, let's talk about it. Reach out on social media and start some discourse, we would love to hear from you, but please leave the negativity at the door. We want to form a community that's based in positivity and mutual enjoyment of this hobby that we all love. Now, let's begin our story. Guys, welcome back.
1: Last time you did some information gathering at the Queen's Rest and learned a little about politics in the Velen Empire. The episode culminated in Zamira seeking help from her very drunk father, who spends his time on his boat, avoiding his life and responsibilities. Zamira begged him to sober up and be ready to leave in the morning. He promised that he would show up for her. You both passed the evening drinking and exploring a bit of the city, but eventually you headed back to your room at the Queen's Rest, settled in for a long time. Rest. That is where we will begin today. First thing I need you both to do is to roll me perception checks with disadvantage for your night of partying.
0: Okay, cool. But before I forget, does Zem's dad have a name?
2: Christoph. All right,
0: that's little, it. Little on the nose. <laughs> Sixteen.
2: 3. Oh, get it. Oh no. So we're the
1: this is after a long rest. Well, this is going to be you'll see. Okay. okay. So, uh you got a 16? Mm-hmm. Roll me 1d10. You got a 3? Mm-hmm. Roll me 3d10s. Do
0: you want the good news or the bad news?
1: Uh I would prefer the bad news, please.
0: Well, they're both the same news. It's a 10. I don't know which one's which.
2: <laughs> For a second, I thought that that was a twenty, but you can't have a twenty on a d ten. I just don't have that many d tens. Um, seven, two, and four. All right.
1: So, Zem, yes, you lost. Now I have to do the math. Thirteen gold. Ew. In the evening, uh, somewhere between drinking, gambling, carousing, whatever you were doing, maybe stolen. Char. 10. (laughs) Thanks. That is unfortunate.
2: (laughs) So I rolled a three, and I only lost three gold pieces more than you. Cry math. (laughs) (laughs) So I got chocolate wasted.
0: Why does my head hurt so much?
1: Well, we are actually starting during your long rest. Zem I'm assuming you set up alarm before you went to sleep yeah every night yeah regardless
2: of whether you're drunk or not this has just been a thing this that is you gonna do, be a,
0: so. it's good drunken dance to set it up
2: and yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> um, and also just to put it out there um, if we're in a room my alarm will include like just outside the door so that it's like the handle yes
1: um, even with the alarm spell you guys are drunk. Would you take watches as well, or would you both just get back to the room and pass out?
2: I would probably pass out after setting the alarm. How drunk?
1: Pretty drunk. I mean, you uh, lost ten gold pieces. <laughs> All right. So, Zem, you fall asleep, and you are in the middle of what is probably almost a blackout. But you... You end up in the middle of this dream that is incredibly vivid, even more so than most of the dreams that you've had to this point. And you've never been here before. You're in this dark corridor and your eyes strain against the blackness around you. Normal human eyes would be completely blind here, but you're not normal. Are you, Zamira?
2: I am not. She's not?
1: (laughs) So, with your extended dark vision, you can get kind of a lay of what is around you, and you press one hand against the wall to your left, and it's smooth and cool. Somewhere in the distance, you can hear, faintly, water dripping. The chill air and the absolute darkness around you lead you to believe that you're probably underground.
2: What are you going to do? Um... So my left hand can touch wall. Mm -hmm. If I extend my right hand, can it also touch, uh, like, a wall on the other side?
1: No, the quarter's too wide. Um, It's probably 10 feet across.
2: Okay. Um, If I go to that side, does that wall feel the same? Like, it's, like, truly a... Okay.
1: Yeah, everything is smooth.
2: Okay. Um, If I look behind me, is that more corridor?
1: Yeah, it just seems to extend off into darkness behind you and in front of you.
2: If I stand with the either wall at my back, does it make a difference? Um, like, do I see anything different left or right?
1: Roll me a perception check.
2: Um, 19.
1: Okay. When you stand with your back against, we'll say the wall on your left, and you focus in on what's happening, you hear that dripping water sound is definitely coming from your left now, what would have been in front of you when you were first standing in the corridor. And there is the faintest breeze coming from that direction as well.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go in that direction, um, but I wanna keep the wall like within touching distance. Uh, actually, no, I'm gonna like kinda hug that wall, that same first wall.
1: Okay. You keep your hand on the wall, stay close to it so that you can keep some sense of direction. um, So you don't get turned around and you walk and you walk. And it just seems like nothing for what feels like a very long time could be shorter. There's it's hard to perceive time in this very dark space, but eventually you see the faintest light coming from in front of you. You think for a second, it could be um, like a, like a trick of, of the eye but as you approach it slowly taking stock of your surroundings you realize no this is definitely light but you seem to be utterly alone there's there's not even that sense that anybody's watching you there's just this almost oppressive feeling of loneliness here
2: Um, the light does it have a color or tone to it? Does it seem like a white light or a, a blue light? Or
1: It does have a whitish maybe with like a hint of blue glow to it.
2: Okay. Um, I'm just going to keep heading that way okay. until I see a- any any changes, any, um, like does the ground tip down, tip up? Does the corridor seem to extend or become more narrow? So
1: as you're walking, everything feels very flat here. Um, but as you approach that light and you start to see that this corridor suddenly opens onto this huge cavernous room, even with your extended dark vision, you can't see the corners. Um, and as you get to that opening, to this room. You can see that this glow, this light that's been reflecting off these smooth walls is coming in from the smallest hole in the ceiling. And there's just one beam of light that flows down and sort of like spreads out. And the light itself is very cool, not so bright. You're thinking maybe moonlight. And the beam shines down directly on what looks to be like a stone altar. It's plain unadorned and atop the altar is the body of a woman she's lying there you're not sure if she's alive she's completely still she looks tall and slender with long wavy dark hair that spills over the stone down over the side and she's wearing a long white dress with these bell sleeves that hang down over the side as well but her hands are crossed on her chest and everything about her is completely unblemished perfect and that same stillness that you see in her is just permeating the room
2: um i'm gonna walk up to the altar um first i want to kind of like move my hand through the light like play in the light and see if it like does anything or
1: so as you start to walk towards this woman and approach her Um, You get about midway between the door and the altar, so maybe like 75 feet or so into the room. And that, that feeling of being completely alone is gone. And you're sure that you're no longer alone. And the hair stands up on the back of your neck. And you know if you turn around, there's going to be someone standing behind you.
2: I keep moving forward. I'm not turning around. Okay. Wait, do I feel scared with that? Or un- like, unnerved is one thing, but do I feel scared? Would?
1: Okay, so my understanding of Zamira as a character is that she is very confident and probably doesn't scare easy. Correct. And so in this moment, nothing has happened yet that would necessarily scare you. But this would be very unnerving because you didn't feel anybody behind you the entire time you were in that corridor. And now there's definitely somebody there. So I would say more unnerved.
2: Okay. Less scared. This and point. there was no noise to accompany it. Like, I just Absolutely feel... Absolutely no noise. Okay, yeah, no. I'm not going to turn around. I'm going to move further in. I, I still want to approach that altar. I want to get a better look at whoever is laying here, but I also want to, like, check the light and...
1: Okay. You run your hand through the light and seems just like normal light. Nothing happens. It deflects like normal. The shadow cast by your hand is normal... Roll me a perception check as you get closer to this woman.
2: Um, that's an 11. Okay, she is
1: what we would consider, um, like conventionally very beautiful. Her face is her skin is smooth. Um, she has. A slight rosy color to her cheeks that leads you to believe that she's probably still alive, but she doesn't appear to be breathing. And just as you're about to get a slightly closer look, you hear a voice from behind you that says, Well, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised to find you here. Our connection is growing and it was only a matter of time before our dreams stopped touching and started melding.
2: I'm gonna turn around at that.
1: Okay. You see that this figure has moved into the room, and uh, they're probably maybe 50 feet from you at this point. uh, Still completely silent. They have not made a noise. and this is another woman, she's standing there in this black floor length dress that has these golden appliques around the waist and along like the hemline that ride up to the knee. Um, and the, the dress sort of like pulls around the, the ground. It is completely sleeveless and has a plunging neckline that gives you a decent look at her skin, which is ghostly pale almost the color of the porcelain mask she's wearing. This mask is made of the whitest porcelain you've ever seen in your life, and it has gold and diamond adornments. The lips and the swirling decorations on the mask itself shimmer with this golden glitter, and there are two gold chains that hang down from the ears, almost touching the chest, and they swoop up in the middle, meet at the chin, and suspended there is a large blue teardrop shaped sapphire. On the forehead of the mask, there's a cylindrical heavily adorned golden metallic inlay with five large diamonds surrounding it. Roll me a perception check.
2: 10. Okay. And what are you doing when you see her there? So first, does the voice sound like the voice from my dreams? 100%. Um, I was wondering when I would see your face. I guess I'm still sort of wondering.
1: You'll have to wait a bit longer for that, dear. And she sort of glides towards you more. And as she gets closer to you, you don't catch any feeling like she's coming to attack you or anything, just that she's coming to get a, a closer look. Um, and the glint from the light kind of reflects off of her mask and you finally get a look at her eyes Um, and they are like a deep purple color and it's a striking foil for her like very alabaster skin and when she gets up close to you she sort of tilts her head and she just reaches out to touch
2: your cheek I'm gonna reach out to touch hers
1: she doesn't she doesn't do anything She'll let you. And when you, when you touch it, it's very cold. I mean, you're touching the porcelain mask itself. This room is fairly cold, probably around 60 degrees. Um, and so you're really touching the mask. And she runs her hand. She has long kind of pointed fingernails. And she kind of runs it down your cheek. And as she does that, you feel this dull tingling sensation on your skin, where, where her hand touches yours. It's not painful, but in, in contrast to her mask, which is very cold, her touch is incredibly hot, unnaturally so. And she says, you are a pretty one, but no matter. It's nice to finally meet you, Samira. Thank you? What do I call you? Hold there for one second. Shar, you wake up not on high alert or anything like that, just sort of in a oh, half <laughs> hungover daze, because you hear Zem mumbling in her sleep.
0: Okay, I'm gonna lean up, look over. You good? What's she mumbling?
1: You're hearing everything she's saying on her side of the conversation.
0: Sam. Sam.
1: No response.
0: I'm going to, like, go over and just double check, like, make sure it doesn't look like there was any uh, magic or drugs involved just okay. because it's been a night.
1: Uh, roll me a medicine check.
0: Sure. Do I still have disadvantage?
1: No, we'll say okay. that it's been long enough that... You're just hung over a little now.
0: 24?
1: Okay, you can tell that there is nothing naturally wrong with her, but as you're watching, on her cheek, a red line forms, and a small trickle of blood runs down her cheek and lands on the pillow next to her.
0: Yeah, I'm popping Detect Magic, I'm sorry.
1: All right, uh, you cast Detect Magic, and there, there is this shimmering aura of magic around them. But there's no necessarily like school of magic. This isn't a spell. There's some weird magical connection happening here in this moment. And back to you, Zem. I'm
0: gonna uh, I'm gonna run away from the body and start ruffling through my bag.
1: Okay, you do that. Uh. Zem, she says, you can call me Adria, A-D-R-I-A. At least that's what I prefer people call me. And we don't have much time. These connections are unstable. Even now, that meddlesome boy is probably trying to call you back. And she reaches out and she puts both of her hands on your face now. And she says, I Thought to destroy you, Zamira, and I could do it. Oh, it would be so easy. And Zem, you feel this tightness in your chest. It's not necessarily painful yet, but it's very uncomfortable.
2: Easy isn't fun, though.
1: You're right. It isn't. Char, at this point, the mumbling stops. What are you doing?
0: All right, so I have gone through my. Um my bags. And I still have a gift that was given to me by Father Altair, which is basically a priest's pack. Okay. And I have five candles that I've set up at equal distance apart around her body Okay, and lit them all. And I'm just going to be like, all right, if this doesn't work and I will burn a spell slot trying to call her back and like sever whatever connection there is.
1: Okay. Okay. So Char, the mumbling stops. You're setting these candles around. You're lighting them. You watch the muscles in Zem's body tighten, and her mouth opens as wide as possible, and you start hearing this gurgling sound coming from her throat, very much like an ah, and it goes on for a few seconds, 10, 20 She isn't stopping to breathe. And just as you get them all lit and you go to try to call her back, I need you to roll me a wisdom check.
0: Okay. Straight wisdom? Yes. Uh, 19.
1: Okay. Zem. She says to you, you feel it, don't you? That connection to the darkness it reaches for you just as it did for me you have to embrace it don't end up like her and she looks over towards the stone altar there's nothing to be done for the boy there's only good there and i can only keep one but you you could be so much more all you have to do is submit who is that and just as you say that shar You release this energy that you have within yourself, and you see a shadow move in Zem's throat, and it starts to spill out of her mouth, filling the room with this like black, inky darkness, and Zem's eyes fly open. Zem, the last thing you hear is her screaming, no, not yet! And you open your eyes and you're in the room and you see this pool of darkness kind of like leave your throat. You lurch forward, coughing, this like black ichor spilling out of your mouth. And I need you both to roll
2: me initiative.
0: You still have advantage from the previous night.
2: I have a 17 for that. Okay. Um, I need I have a, a second.
0: 19.
1: 19. 17. All right. Char, you are up first. This dark, misty energy starts to form into no longer a mist, but there's something very corporeal there. And it swarms around and splits into these five long, almost snake-like creatures, but they're deformed. Some have Two heads and some have no eyes and some have giant hunks missing out of their bodies. And they look at the two of you and all start to swarm towards you. Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, so I'm going first, though.
1: Yes, you are first.
0: Uh, I'm going to cast... No, I'm not. I'm going to try to punch one and see if something works.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Seventeen plus my attack bonus. That's
1: that is gonna hit. Uh,
0: what is it? So unarmed strike because I'm not I'm not my weapon on me. Okay. Uh, five.
1: Five damage.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I am still reeling. So this is where I want to implement it. But there's like this very vicar-like energy that comes off of my fist and just cracks. I'm gonna use hand of harm. So that's an extra one d four plus three. So that's another five necrotic damage. Okay. Like he didn't even know that he used it.
1: Okay. Zem, you probably didn't notice because you are still coughing and hacking. Sure. Um, anything else?
0: Uh, second strike. Second strike. Uh, that's one less. I'm assuming that still hits. So yes. That's still in the twenties. Uh, three. Bludgeoning.
1: All right, Shar, you're swinging out, and the the strikes that you're landing, the actual um, like punch, you're sh- there's so many of them, and you're only hitting one at a time. But that that necrotic burst seemed to do more damage than the actual strike itself. Um, Zem, you finally gasp and kind of wipe your mouth and look up, and you see these things swarming around Char.
2: I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. All right. Um, I guess... I guess just the closest one of them to me.
1: They're kind of acting as a swarm, so targeting... One
2: okay, of okay, cool. all of it That's a 19 to hit.
1: That is definitely going to hit.
2: And five for damage.
1: All right. Your Witch Bolt cracks into these kind of blowing a couple pieces of this dark matter that they're made of off to the side and you see it sort of like disperse and settle almost like a thin layer of dust Um, anything else bonus action no all right after the witch bolt connects they just seem to go into a fury and they all start lashing out towards you shar That's a one. They, uh, but you are definitely dodging out of the way of all of these snake like creatures that are biting towards you. Uh, And it's back to the top of the round. It's your turn.
0: Uh, I'm probably going to leave their area. I'm going to jump roll towards my katana on my bag.
1: Okay. They will take an attack Mm -hmm. of opportunity on you. That is uh, 12. 15 to to hit. All right. They miss.
0: Jump roll, grab the katana, rush right back, and just smack. Okay. Natural 20. All right. Cthulhu dice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, viewers. I stick with one dice, and sometimes, sometimes...
2: His dice tray is completely full, and yet...
0: <laughs> I'm using the lid. <laughs> one. So, three, four, five, six... No, seven. 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 And that's on the crit. And then the second strike is going to be five plus four. So nine. Nine to hit.
1: Oh, nine to hit does not hit.
0: Okay. That's it. So I got.
2: All right. Zamira. You're up. Which pull? I'm gonna scramble backwards though. Like I don't know where
0: I was in this room, but like I So they're
1: sort of between you. If you scramble backwards, they Wait, might attack you. Did, oh is, no, they already used wh- the reaction to attack you. No, like
0: you which bolt again. though. Don't you just automatically hit? Yes. Yeah.
1: But okay. she's just saying she's gonna move potentially.
0: Yeah, I guess I should have asked. We are in a small,
2: cramped room. Like, if it's going to yeah. provoke an opportunity attack, I'm not going to move. It
1: usually, I mean, it potentially would. You don't know if they would attack you, but they already used their reaction to attack Shar. So they. So,
2: but me. I mean, okay, but like distance wise, it would have it. It would have yes. Okay. This thing
1: was like between the two of you.
2: All right, I'm just mm, no. You know what? I'm I'm still going to back up because like I'm, okay, I'm delicate.
1: Zem, you do notice that when Shar moved out of the way, they immediately lashed out towards him to try to bite at him. But when you back up, they seem totally uninterested in you
2: weird witch bolt <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a one just one for damage
1: all right so you reconnect with this witch bolt and it these things are so focused on Shar and lunging towards him that it just barely skims off the outside of this cloud of snakes and they are going to just rush towards you char and try to swarm you again lovely
0: Uh, Fifteen armor.
1: Is that another? No, it's a it's a seven, but it still Mm -hmm. doesn't hit. Um, So uh, they are still struggling to make any sort of connection with you.
0: Adrenaline's a bitch, man.
1: (laughs) It is your turn.
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, Katana again. Fourteen plus something, so nineteen. That hits. Wait, eighteen and nine damage. All right. with a katana and then offhand strike.
2: Why did it say 11?
0: Two, so I don't think that's going to work. No. Nope. Natural two.
1: No. So you swing out with your katana and slam into the heads of one of these snakes and it just sort of... And at this point, you've destroyed about half of them, so there's two or three left. Uh, but even they're looking a little rough.
2: 10.
1: 10. All right. At the same time, Zem, another blast of Witch Bolt comes down and takes out two of them. There's only one left, uh, but it seems wholly focused on Char and is going to go for the jugular. That one's going to hit.
0: That's 17 to hit. Me, her. You. Cool. Char. Uh,
1: So, it flies towards you, Char, and tries to bite at your neck and actually gets a little bit of purchase. You take six piercing damage, and I need you to make a DC 10 constitution saving throw.
0: Okay, well there's 10 on the dice plus one. Okay,
1: so you will take, okay, so 11, so half five points, of poison damage. As this thing bites, you feel these two sharp fangs pierce into your neck, and you feel this hot, burning sensation spread along your neck. And Zem, you can see these black tendrils kind of like spidering out from where this thing has latched on. Uh, Sure, it's your turn. (coughs) the fuck
0: off! 18 plus something.
1: That hits.
0: Nine. Damage on the katana. And offhand strike. A nine or a six? Nine. And so that is a 13 to hit?
1: 13 to hit doesn't hit, but it doesn't matter the first... Strike killed it anyway. So describe what you do. How do you end this?
0: So I imagine he like tried to like pull just with one hand, like grab the other one's neck. Even if it like rips some more blood off of him, just throw it and like haphazardly like bash the katana around. Just okay. trying to get him off of him. And it, if it worked, cool. Okay, But he wasn't trying to like end it. He was just trying to get them away.
1: Yeah, you you go to rip this thing off your neck. And when you pull it off you can feel this sort of like snap these things aren't entirely corporeal and the head sort of like tumbles down on the ground and the the tail you're not really sure what's happening you throw it and swing with the katana and just sort of scatters into
2: the room and the two of you are left there
0: he immediately collapses
2: i'm gonna burst into tears And then I'm going to scramble over to you. Yeah,
0: he's going to crawl over to his bag. Just okay. Are you hurt? Are you okay?
2: I, I'm fine. i fine. What, what happened? What? Where did they come from?
0: <laughs> he just kind of chuckles. You? Are you okay?
2: I'm going to, like, look down. I'm assuming I'm covered in all that black goo. You Sh- are.
0: Char's looking for his medicine bag. No, it's not called a medicine bag.
2: Healing kit? Healing
0: kit, yeah.
1: You eventually find it. It takes you a while because you're like, you're panicked and you're going around. You probably see it three or four times before you actually see it and grab it and pull it out of your bag.
0: Okay, so I'm going to start bandaging up my neck. Okay. Do you want to roll the Cthulhu dice? Like the hollow one? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: My dice have betrayed me today.
0: Three plus four, seven. So oh. I get seven points back.
1: So just as you're doing that and you're finally getting it patched up, you hear a pounding on the door to your room. And you hear Jeff out there. What the hell is going on in there? What, what are you doing? I can hear her crying.
0: Yeah. Just let him in. Yeah. I'm going to, like, crawl over. I'm still, like... I'm going to open the door, like, still, like, bandaging my neck that's bleeding.
2: So, wait, I'm sorry. When these uh things were dying, they poofed out of existence?
1: Yeah, the only thing left behind is almost like a dark, ashy substance. Just faint. You, If you were just looking at it, it might just look like dust or dirt if you didn't know what was there before.
2: Okay, so side note, I would like to try to collect any of that, but um also... <laughs>
1: Um, when you open the door for Jeff, he looks at you. Char. At first, he was coming here to kick your ass because he thought that you would hurt Zamira or something. Um, but then he sees you kind of holding your neck. That there's, I mean, there wasn't even a lot of blood because it was just these two little points. But there's still that purple spidering effect on your neck where the poison entered. And he looks at you. the The rage turns into concern. He looks over at Zamira, who is. The front of her is covered in this black, vomity substance. And then he looks at the window thinking somebody came in to attack you, but the window's closed and not broken. And he's just like, I don't...
0: Can I get a wet towel?
2: Uh, are you are you okay?
0: Uh, we'll be fine, I think. I don't know.
2: It was... A, it was. I don't know what it was. It, it's gone.
0: Uh... I'll leave the door unlocked.
2: Oh, okay. yeah. I'll...
1: I'll be right back. He's very concerned, but he turns and leaves to get the towel that Shar asked for um, while he's gone. Are you guys saying anything? Okay.
0: Are you okay?
2: I think so. N- y- no, yes.
0: I- you mentioned a voice in your dreams.
2: How did you know that?
0: Apparently you talk in your sleep. And he's just gonna like collapse against the back wall somewhere.
1: Zem, as far as you know, you've never talked in your sleep before.
0: I. What happened?
2: This was—I've never had a dream like this before. No shit. <laughs> I was in a, I was in a hall like a court, like a big corridor. It was, I think, underground. It felt like underground. And I, I walked. I walked, and then eventually it opened up into this space. There was an altar. There was a woman on the altar. There was a light. I I went in to see what it was, and then there was someone behind me. It was her, the one that I hear all the time. What do you mean? About which part. <laughs> Because I don't know. I've never seen any of these things. I've never seen her before. Either of them. There were two women. I need a minute, I think. I think I need a whole year at this point. As
1: As you're saying that Jeff comes back in the room. And he's brought a bucket, about half full with water. And two towels. And he's like, um, I I brought one for both of you. You look like you could use it. Um, do you guys need anything? Tea? Food?
0: Jeff, how powerful of a mage do you have to be to invade someone's dreams? And Char's just, like, talking out of his mm-hmm. mind right now.
2: And Jeff's like, uh... Well, My eyes are huge right now, like... <laughs> Jeff's like, uh, well,
1: um... And he closes the door behind him. I don't know what substances the two of you got into tonight, but maybe not again. I think it was probably too much. And I'm not saying that to judge. We've all been there. (laughs) It seems like your first time here in this city, but I'm just, you seem like nice
0: kids. Jeff, you've been amazing. I thank you. And he's gonna to point to the dust pile of like wherever the creatures were. That was something.
1: He like looks. He's like, I swear I just cleaned this room.
0: You did.
2: Just I I think he's still suffering some of the effects. I don't know what we got into either. I honestly don't even remember where we ended up. But you're right, I think it was too much, and I think I think we just need to sleep it off.
0: Hey, when we came back. Was anybody following us? Did anybody else come into the bar?
1: I didn't notice anybody following you when you came in. I usually try to keep a lookout cuz I don't want that kind of, you know, goings on at my at my tavern.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. We'll uh we'll purge this from our system and we'll get out and charge a bad liar. <laughs>
1: Okay. Listen, I, you guys have been good to me. You pay your tab. Stay as long as you like. The room's yours. But, yeah, I think just maybe, you know, get some extra sleep tonight.
2: That's a good idea. Thank right. you. for. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Of course, if you need me, I'm across the hall. It's the only other
2: room on the second floor. So. Where do you go to get things laundered? Oh,
1: um, there is a place about... 3 or 4 doors down. Uh, there's a laundress down there. She's great. She she'll get any He looks at your clothes. He, she can probably get that stain out.
0: Excellent. Okay. And she's not open late, right?
1: Uh uh not and he's kind of thing. He's like, "Uh ah, no, we're we're almost morning. She'll probably be open in a couple hours though."
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And he'll turn, walk out, close the door behind him.
0: Okay. I'm gonna just quickly like look over Zem. Like, is she hurt anywhere? Is she bleeding anywhere aside from like the, the on the cheek?
1: So Shar, you take some of the you take the towel, you dip it in the water, and you watched this, you watched the scratch form on her cheek. You watch the blood trickle out and the, the blood is still there but when you wipe the the blood away, there's no mark on her cheek.
2: Then do I have it on my face?
0: No no, you don't.
2: Well why are you wiping my face?
0: Probably the drugs and he's gonna just go back and lay against the, the back wall. Okay. This dream,
2: I think that the woman, she's the one that's been talking to me when I have these dreams. I don't know if she's giving me these dreams or if I just hear her in these dreams, but I've never seen her until tonight.
0: What'd she look like?
2: She was beautiful, but... Terrifying in her own way. She had this mask on, this porcelain mask. Um, a gown, like a, a long black gown with gold. The mask had gold and jewels. There were five diamonds set in the mask.
0: Five diamonds. Uh... Just not Char is going to question it, but I am. When we were flipping through the tarot deck, did we have anybody that matched that description in the cards?
1: Yes. Cool.
0: Anything else?
2: Um. Well, the other woman that was there, I, I caught a glimpse of her, but I didn't... She was... It looked like, from further away, I almost thought she was dead. But then when I got closer to her, I saw her cheeks were rosy, even though she wasn't breathing. Um, But she wore white instead of black.
0: Why would you think she was dead?
2: She was so still and the feeling i felt alone all the way up until i was i don't know a quarter of the way halfway to the altar altar yeah
0: That's, kind of altar um
2: it was almost
1: completely unadorned it just looked like a giant like stone gray stone slab ...that she was laid out on. But... um, The more you're thinking about... ...the woman... ...on the altar... ...there is... ...just something about her. Her face is... ...burned into... ...into your mind. Like, you can't... ...stop... ...thinking about it. It's this... it's, It's different than how you feel about... ...Adria... ...um that woman on the altar is important somehow
2: i i don't know i don't i don't know anything about her i don't know where they are i don't know where we were
0: did she also have a mask have a what a mask
2: no but she seemed it felt big. It felt important. She seemed like somebody and not, I, I don't know. I did get the name, though, of the one that was talking to me. She told me, well, thinking about it, it seems like maybe she has more than one name. But she said what she prefers to be called is Adria.
0: Does that ring any bells with me?
1: No. Nothing. Neither of you have heard that name before.
0: Multiple names?
2: Well, I mean, the way that she said what she prefers to be called makes me think that there are other things that she's called. And I... She it was weird. She was, she almost seemed to be gentle with me, but I got the very distinct feeling that that was not her natural inclination. Um, she put her hands on my face. I think she might've scratched me or something. Just, like, absentmindedly, like, looking off into a corner of the room and, like, rubbing my face where she scratched me.
0: Yeah. Left cheek. Yeah. She has a lot more control over you while she are dreaming. There's literally something that popped up on your cheek and it's gone.
1: Sam, this is the first time you've had one of these dreams since you were very... So as this divining power of yours has started, when you were small, you didn't have a lot of control over your dreams. But as you've gotten more powerful, um, you've gained more control over these things. Usually you are able to sort of manipulate the surroundings a little bit. You always feel generally in control, but this dream and the last dream where you were pulled under the water are the first times where you have felt completely unsafe. Like, you were not the one in control of your own
2: dreams.
0: Hmm. Did she say anything about the other woman?
2: I asked her who she was, but I... I think I got ripped away at that point. Uh, I don't know. She started screaming, and then I woke up to this, to whatever this was. Did you? Did you notice though that they didn't attack me at all?
0: No, not really. I was trying to draw their attention, so I maybe it worked.
2: Maybe. You know, I, I'm scared a little. I, uh, dreams don't normally bother me. She said something. She said that our dreams merged or were merging, but I didn't feel like I was in control at all.
0: Have you ever felt that way? In control? No. The opposite.
2: No. Well, there was that other dream recently where I was dragged under the water. That felt very similar.
0: That was the night of the graveyard, right?
2: No, it was after. I think we were out in the, I think it was bear night. I think it was bear night.
0: Okay,
1: because Arthur brought it up and I don't want to um, not touch on this we'll say at this moment Zem you do think about the tarot deck
0: so Char is going to go over use Dometurgy to snuff out all the candles and start picking them back up
1: okay you start flipping through the tarot deck quickly Zem because there's something that is bothering you and the first thing you come upon is the devil card. And it's her. It's Adria.
0: White porcelain mask and all?
1: Porcelain mask and all.
2: I'm going to keep flipping through. Do I see the woman from the altar in here as well?
1: You do. She is on the Empress card. Although, Zem, you would know. Actually, you know what? Let's see what you know. Roll me a History or Arcana. Whichever one you would like.
2: I'm going to go with Arcana. Yes! Uh, I rolled a 19. Plus 5. 24. Okay.
1: It looks exactly like her. She is seated upon a throne. She is...
2: I'm sorry, which one?
1: The, this is the, the woman on the altar, the okay. Empress card. It looks just like her. Um, she is awake, alive in this card. But you know that the typical Empress card has um, what I believe is like 12 stars in the crown upon their heads. In this card, there's five.
2: Is the crown the same as the one that the other was wearing?
1: So she wasn't wearing a crown. Hers was depicted directly on her mask. Oh,
2: on the mask. Yeah, it was
1: depicted directly on her mask. Um, This is an actual, um, like a tiara that the woman in white is wearing on this card.
2: Was there a pattern, either? Was there a pattern to the way the stars were put into the mask?
1: They seemed to be arranged in, like, a circular formation around this golden inlay in the center.
2: Was the point, like, because there's five, mm-hmm. was it at the top or the bottom or neither?
1: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, It was more, like, very circular. Like, they weren't, like speckled like in like a star like form oh, they were very they were circular tight. arranged they were tight okay and then this this circular inlay went like almost diagonal through it
2: okay okay got it um
1: but yes and with that arcana you would know that on all of these tarot cards including your own because I believe you are on the star card mm-hmm. there are always five stars Depicted.
2: Five stars on every single card?
1: On on any of the cards that would generally have stars. There are five okay. in the sky.
0: Has she ever mumbled in her sleep before?
2: You've never heard her mumble in her sleep before. So as you're cleaning up, I'm going to pull out the devil and I'm gonna pull out the empress and I'm gonna like walk over to the bed and like slap them down. That's her. And that's
0: her. So I was going to slowly pick them up. I don't recognize either of them in any capacity, correct?
1: You don't recognize the the devil card, Adria. You don't recognize her at all. But there is something almost familiar about the woman in white on the Empress card. Like, you should know her, but you don't. That's the feeling you get.
0: He's, so he's just going to slowly pick up the Empress card and kind of stare at it, sit down.
2: She's the one that was laying on the altar.
0: You said it was a dark room. hmm How'd you see it? How'd you see anything?
2: Um, well, it was hard, but there was, in, in this room, there was, like, a, a hole in the top of the room, I'm not gonna call it a ceiling. It was weird, but light shone down through it, which conveniently hit the altar. But the it it hit her too, and like I touched the light, and there was nothing strange to me about it. Just light, maybe from the moon or a moon. It had that same glowy quality.
0: I'm gonna put the card back down. I'm gonna look out the window. Is there a moon tonight?
1: The moon has already set at this point, and so there is no moon in the sky. But as you're watching, you can see the five, the four points of light in the sky that you can generally see, um, and the one that Zem has been focused on in her dreams so frequently. Um, the world that used to give off this, like, bluish glow, almost. You watch Char, and it starts to purple.
0: Has it ever done that before? No. Sam, can you just confirm something for me? I'll try. He's going to point up. Is that purple now? Is it like the same shade
2: as her eyes?
1: It starts to look that way, but it starts to get darker and darker and more necrotic. And it gives off, like, have you ever seen like a black neon light? is mm-hmm. what it starts to look like. And then you're immediately pulled back into your dreams, your last dream, the one where you got pulled underwater. That's what you saw happening in the sky when you were ripped
2: under, Under. The water. Oh God. Uh, I've never seen this in in life, but I in my dreams, this is this is exactly what the sky looked like before I was pulled underneath.
0: What are you talking water. about? Like in the other dream?
2: In the other dream.
0: What did she say in that dream?
2: <sighs> she wanted me to submit. And then she said she didn't have enough time for me to wait. She didn't have enough time to wait for me. Okay. Oh, you know, she said that she could destroy me and that would be really easy, and I don't doubt that at all. But you know me, and I might have said something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why am I not surprised? Let me just add that to the list of all the bullshit we have to figure out.
2: I said. I said easy isn't fun. I tried to bide time, but it might've been a taunt.
0: You taunted her?
2: I didn't think it through.
1: Zem, another thing I want you to focus on from that meeting with her is that she said she can only keep one of you.
2: I'm not saying anything about that.
1: Okay, I just want, I want you to have that noted.
0: I had more gold. Like he's kind of like reaching around his pocket like now that he's like had like no adrenaline. What? Son of a bitch. What? Gold stolen.
2: Well, that's unfortunate. He's going to go through
0: his bag. Like that's going to be his like that's going to occupy his time for a good bit <laughs> of time.
1: Zem, you're absent-mindedly looking through the tarot cards and those are the only two new ones that you've noticed like this time. The only two that you've been able to um, like recognize so far. But you get to one of the cards and it's blank. And there was not a blank card in this deck before.
2: Do I have the same number of cards?
1: Yeah, there's the same number of cards. One of them is blank.
2: So, brief pause, because I don't want to, like, put you on the spot, but I would like to ask, can I lay them all out and see which one is now blank? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, if I lay them all out on the bed or wherever, I don't know if there's a table in here, Um, can I figure out which one is now blank?
1: Yeah. Uh, You lay them all out, going through each of them, and you realize... It's the world card. That card used to have a picture of the golden pillar that is the sun in this world. And it used to have five stars around it. But now the card is completely black.
2: Black. Front Like front and back? Yeah. Like it was dipped in that? do like I'm not saying that's what made it black I'm just saying like it looks
1: yeah it just it's completely black on both sides
2: so if I look at the other cards do they look like they're made out of like I know you said they were painted on but do they look like they're made out of paper like yeah, I mean like is very there
1: thick paper. a
2: white edge so like what I'm saying is does it look like these are now I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Do they look erased or do they look like they've been taken over by black ink?
1: Uh, No, this looks like it was completely erased.
0: Okay. 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 I've got an idea and he's going to start immediately pulling back out some incense and some candles and he's going to sit down for 10 minutes. He's going to do the tech magic again. He's just going to look up up and down Zem just to make sure. Cause I mean, like the yeah. black acre was there before.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, you, you no longer see that like hazy magical cloud of whatever that was surrounding her. That seems to be gone. Um, you do notice on the, the piles of dust that were left behind by these snake creatures. There is like a, a faint glow of like a conjuration magic.
0: The things that were summoned?
2: Yes. Um. So if I I would like to take um. I'll take a page out of my notebook and I want to like brush some of those weird ashes, whatever in, in like into the center and then I'm going to like fold it up and then I'm going to put some string around it to okay. like secure it, but I want to put it in like a component pouch. Sure. You can do that. Um, I'm also going to change so that I can... Did I get the the things that I bought from... Oh, I forget Cloud? her name. Cloud. The things that I bought from Cloud. Did I take them with me? Yeah. Or did I need to go back and pick no, them you up? you have them. Okay, I'm going to change. Okay. Um. So I probably look real fancy. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be covered in black grossness yeah. Um, so that I can take that to the laundress. Okay.
0: Perfect. The card, does something look like anything changed in the cards? Just like, it would be like passive perception glance. It wouldn't be like looking for it.
1: Yeah, no, you still get that faint divination glow from them, but nothing seems to have changed about
0: them. Wait, you said that it happened before.
2: What happened before?
0: The star. What was the next thing that happened?
2: It was a violent...
1: Yeah, you saw the star change. You got dragged underwater. You heard Adria say, I can no longer be patient. And then you woke up. Yes.
0: I'm sure I was just going to start pacing.
2: I... I don't understand how someone's invading my dreams. I thought that this was something else. Uh, Messages. But this tonight and the one where I got dragged under felt like someone else's will. And I don't know how... I don't know how, but I feel exposed and like someone or something is coming for us. Um, I don't know.
0: I'll stay up. Why don't you try to get some sleep? I'll, I'll keep an eye on you.
2: The last time I tried to get some sleep, we almost died.
0: I was also panicked and drunk and passed out. If what happened before is going to happen again, I can hear you. I can hear what you're saying. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, Did we get a full rest?
1: Not yet, but if you go back to sleep for a little bit, you will.
2: All right. Well, then I rolled poor too early, but I also didn't use them. You didn't so, that time. all right. Yeah, I'll go back to sleep then. Okay. In my fancy dress.
1: <laughs> you go back to sleep. Get a little sleep. Char, you stay awake, keeping yourself busy. You need a little less rest than, than Zap. You
0: gotta knit. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> um, but eventually. You guys wake up a little later than normal, but that's fine. This is a city where most people sleep in. Um, and we're going to cut this episode there.
0: Oh, creepy dreams. Everybody's getting dragged around, getting attacked. Oh, it's awful. Okay, so welcome back to the end of Slay the Stars. We hope you guys have enjoyed yourself so far uh, every other episode. So last Saturday, this past Saturday, we released a dramatization of a between-the-scenes between episodes 11 and 12. So if you haven't already, go check that out. Uh, You can go find it on either our Twitter or our website at slaythestars.com or at slaythestars on Twitter. Uh, This Saturday, we also have another special thing coming out. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it because I would not like to be murdered again. Uh, You know, necromancy's a bitch. So I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. I hope you continue to enjoy uh, we got a lot of really, really cool things planned up, so go follow us on Twitter, on our socials, go follow us on Patreon. We release a lot of little uh, little bonus content things there for you, so I hope you enjoyed it so far. Thank you all. Have a good week. Until next time, Persomnia at Astra. Stay tuned. Intro music by Isaac Viers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Photos by Rachel Bianchi. Special thanks to Kaylin Williamson. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, Jen Kearney. And audio engineer, Arthur Polino.